Second half now on Main Street Sports Today, live from Murphy Center. Coming up, we'll chat with Michael Odom from the Mirror Exchange. Plus, we'll take a look at the WNIT, the Women's NCAA Tournament, and so much more. So stay tuned. All that straight ahead. Second half live from Murphy Center on Main Street Sports Today. Now back with the Hall of Famer and Sports Rider of the Year, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome back in live from Murphy Center here where it's Dobbins been at 66, Bartlett 65 with less than a minute to go in this Class 4A semifinal. Should be a fight to the finish. Well, that's a good place to end. <laughs> we, we, we are joined on, on the headset. Michael Odom is here with us. And, Michael, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about women's college basketball. If you want to weigh in at any point, feel free. We will, uh, we will certainly let you. Um, but I'm in the 93rd percentile, three out of four correct picks so far in my women's bracket. Uh, my, the lone incorrect pick, I did not pick South Dakota to beat Ole Miss in the 10-7 matchup, which is just my fault because in the 10-7 matchup, you always go with the 10. It just almost never fails. Well, Murray State would, would, would beg to differ on oh, that they, one. <laughs> yeah, but it took them extra time to get there. <laughs> it did, it did, but, but they got there. They did. No, no, I did not pick South Dakota over Ole Miss either. I don't know <laughs> what else has taken place this morning because I've been – kind of involved with some other stuff. South Later. Carolina, a 79-21 winner over Howard, so Miami. After leading 52-8 to eight at one yeah, point. Yeah, 44-4 at half, 52-8 to eight in the third quarter. Yeah. Miami defeated South Florida to get a chance to play South Carolina. Mm. Uh, that's unfortunate for them. Creighton downs uh, Colorado, a 10-7 upset. Always the 10-7s, man. Always the 10-7s. And currently, Florida Gulf Coast, at the end of the third quarter, up 62-54 on fifth-seeded Virginia Tech. Poor Virginia Tech. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Oh, dear. And the oh, that's a, a Nebraska leading Gonzaga right now, 13-8 in the first quarter. But that's, that's where we stand in the women's tournament. South Carolina uh, easily advances. And Florida Gulf Coast looking to knock off fifth-seeded Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech's coach was pretty upset about having to play Florida Gulf Coast because this is a team that's ranked in the top 25, and we talked about this, in both the Associated Press and the coaches poll, and yet a 12 seed in the tournament, and that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, doesn't make a lot of sense to you, and doesn't make a lot of sense to Virginia Tech. No, no, it doesn't make any sense at all to Virginia Tech. So, and, <laughs> and, you know, when you talk about underseeded teams, this is what you miss. It's not just an injustice to the team that got underseeded. It's also the team that that team has to play that gets wronged in the process. Yeah, I bet Longwood would have rather played Kentucky. <laughs> or, or, or maybe Auburn, considering the way that game would started with Jacksonville State started. Yeah, but um, certainly. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward to this weekend because Tennessee does get a chance to get on the court against Buffalo at Thompson Bowling Arena. And, you know, the cool thing about that is in the event that Belmont's able to pull the upset, Tennessee Belmont at, at TBA would be a lot of fun oh. just because it's, you know, women's basketball in the state of Tennessee. No doubt. 
Yeah, that would be certainly an uh oh intriguing matchup. What an incredible finish we have here in Murphy As I was saying, Dobbins been getting ready to win this one. This guy. <laughs> a, wow. a hook shot at the buzzer mm. right in the middle of the lane sends Bartlett. Mm. Unfortunately, they will head back west. That Man. was a Malachi Hale. Mary. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes. Hell like Monty, though. From the, from the top row. From the top row. From the cheap seats. Uh, man, what a phenomenal game that was. An overtime finish. And that's exactly the way you want to play it. If you I'm, are I'm both gonna, teams. I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking fees for that headline. Yeah. Hail Mary. There's no question. Man, what a what a great game. And Lebanon will be taking on Bearden here in the other class 4A semifinal here coming up. Last night here in this gymnasium at Murphy Center, Middle Tennessee State with a pretty uh, handy handily win. Oh, goodness. That wasn't oh. our fault. No. Uh, no. Falling in the bleachers, we have nothing to do with. Only falling in the floor. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Middle Tennessee State with a big win last night here at Murphy Center to advance. And, and according to um, Rick Ensel, who should know, <laughs> they will play Wake Forest here Monday it, at 6.30. It will be here 6.30 Monday night. They'll play Wake Forest with a chance to move to the round of 16. Where they would face. Potentially face. Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt will have to take on, um, oh man, I can't believe I forgot. On Monday night, while, um, while Middle Tennessee State is playing here against Wake Forest, uh, Vanderbilt will be at home against Liberty at 7 o'clock, and the two winners of those games will face off. Could be Middle Tennessee State and their future conference opponent, Liberty, or it could be Middle and Vandy Part 2, isn't it? It is Part 2. I believe yeah. they played already this year. So, but a, a great job. Vanderbilt also wins handily last night, and congratulations to the Lady Commodores. Commodore women. You're right. Yeah, don't call them ladies. <laughs> They're not... Yeah. Spartan women. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, so a lot of women's hoops. A lot of women's on. hoops here in Middle Tennessee or in Tennessee right now. Mm -hmm. Three teams still vying for uh, some postseason success. Four teams. Did I, did I say four teams? I did. You did say four Belmont, teams. Tennessee, Tennessee in the in the NCAA, NCAA tournament, and then Middle Tennessee and Vanderbilt in the WNIT. Let's take a break. When we come back, Michael Odom will join us to talk about some Jackson Southside and some Marlins. 
I know he watched Jackson Southside this morning. Mm -hmm. But we'll find out a little more about those those Milan Bulldogs because we are a little under aware of how good they are. I certainly did not expect to see them in the state finals. So we'll find out how they got here on the other side of a break. We'll be right back on Main Street Sports Today. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck, yes. That'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Welcome back into Main Street Sports today. Getting ready for this Lebanon Bearden Class 4A semifinal. The winner will take on Dobbins Bennett on Saturday in the nightcap. But we're a little more interested in the 2A finals as the Milan Bulldogs will take on The East, the East Nashville, Nashville Eagles. Eagles. Sorry, I was in my head there. East Nashville. Yeah, we, we've already – I was like, that can't be right. We just talked about East Nashville, but you're right. Um, East Nashville, who comes in ranked number one in Class 2A in the final Associated Press poll. But the Bulldogs have certainly earned their way to the state finals, including starting – in the region tournament where they were pretty hand, pretty dominant with a win over Hickman County, then defeated Union City to get to the region finals where they That's down. a heck of a region, by the way, that reaches from Centerville to Union City. Yeah, that's, that's, it, where'd they play that region tournament? Good Milan. Oh, there you go. Oh, Milan didn't have to travel. <laughs> and then- That's brutal. Yeah, Milan down Gibson County, uh, 54-33, and we know that uh, 
Summertown defeated that Gibson County team in the, reg or in the sectionals where Milan took down Fairview 47-37 in a game that I thought was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, that, that Fairview team really good, but Milan took care of business. Uh, Michael Odom joins us now. Michael, thanks for taking some time. Uh, no problem. I, I'll talk Milan anytime. Well, <laughs> let, let's talk about that 47-37 win over Fairview because one of Fairview's wins, and they had a heck of a year this year, but one of their wins was over an Independence team that lost to Lebanon in the Class 4A sections. You know, one thing that set Milan apart all year has been their defense. Uh, Jason James has taken over the program this year. Uh, Former he, UT Martin coach? Yes, he coached at UT Martin for three or four years, uh, got out of the college ranks, went back to the high school ranks, went, was at Germantown, uh, then he went to Kenwood, uh, and then this past year he, he took over Milan. And, you know, there, there was – optimism around Milan that they could be better than they have been. I mean, they only won six games last year, lost in the first run of the postseason. But the defense that they've played for the past three weeks, I'd put it up against anybody in, in any classification. They, they have got down, they guarded. Uh, I mean, last night against Tyner, they held them to 16 points through, you know, almost three quarters. It wasn't until a, a Tyner three at the end of the third that, that gave them 19 points that, that was the difference and what you've got to realize and michael can back me up on this basketball in gibson county boys basketball in gibson county has a little tradition humboldt was up here not too long ago lost to columbia academy in the class a state championship i think in 18 maybe 17 18 um you know, trenton peabody's been good at times mm -hmm. um south gibson where um, mark wilkins just came to independence from has been pretty good in its short period of existence. Um, you, you've got some pretty good basketball around there, and now it seems to be Milan's turn coming yeah. off a six-win season. Yeah, I mean, Humboldt's definitely been the banner of the county uh, in what they've been able to do. Peabody made the title game in 05, and now they're back up here playing in the semis tonight. South Gibson, before Mark left, it was uh, – I believe four, three straight sectional appearances or three sectional appearances in four years. Um, and, and then now Milan just kind of came out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, last time Milan played for a state title was uh, 1942. Wow. That's, they, that's a little bit of a difference there between East Nashville, who was last here in 2014. Uh, the, the star of that team was Harry Pillow. In the first round they beat tournament favorite Loretto. Oh, wow. Oh, Wow. Hey, uh, JP says anytime Loretto gets beat, it gets dings. Uh, Harry Pillow actually was going to sign and play football at a high school at Memphis State. Uh, but in 1942, we know that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. He the Germans didn't bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Don't stop him. He's on a roll. <laughs> All the dings. Uh, Pillow enlisted in the Army, became a sergeant, and died uh, in Germany. Oh, man. Oh, good uh, Lord. He's actually buried in Milan. Um, he, he was the leader of that team. And uh, it, it's been that long since Milan's played for a state title. And, and now it's back. And you look at a stat sheet and you go, this team's playing for a state title? I mean, Jadarius Robinson's averaging 13.4 points a game. And then next up is, is – uh, Cameron Tharp, their post player, who's averaging like 6.1, and you're going, they're playing for a state title. And but that, if they're it, holding people at 37 points. 
Exactly. You're going to have a shot. This is how you win. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, they get down and, and defend, and they get in your face. And, you know, they took four charges last night against Tyner, and Tyner's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> they just, they just kind of quit. They, they didn't. They quit attacking, and it wasn't until the fourth quarter when they put on their press, full court press, and kind of got some turnover, turnovers that they were able to start scoring the ball. Certainly interesting. You know, this Milan team has has played really well all throughout the postseason, but they run up against a very athletic East Nashville team with a couple of really good guards how how do they stop those two guards tomorrow to give themselves a chance to win they've got to shorten the game you're going to see they're not going to hold the ball but they're going to they're going to execute an offense and they're going to take time off the clock and that's what they did early on against uh, Tyner last night is they didn't go for the quick shots unless it was wide open easy layups for Jadarius uh, they're going to run an offense they're going to move the ball, try and find those open looks, and then on defense, they're going to have to get in their face. They're, Cam Tharp's going to have to stay out of foul trouble because uh, he is their post player, and they're going to have to find some players on the bench that can hit some threes. Yesterday, it was sophomore Carson Pruitt uh, hit two big threes in the first uh, half before he got a tech for kind of pointing at the guy and saying, you can't guard me. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't wrong. Regardless of the accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Michael, as you talk about Milan and the fact that the Bulldogs have kind of hung their hat on defense, particularly through this postseason, I don't know if you've had a chance to see East Nashville yet or not. It would feel like to me they're going to have a challenge staying in front of Jalen Jones and Gerard Taylor. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, going into the tournament, East Nashville was the favorite, and I still think they're favored tomorrow. But, I mean, what a run Milan's put together. Like you said, I mean, Fair, Fairview is very good. They had some great shooters. Uh, York had uh, Nick Smith, who was definitely one of the best players in 2A and fought them to double overtime. And, you know, Tyner had a big kid inside that, that scared me going in. I, I thought that he would give Milan trouble, and Tyner was more athletic. They were faster. <laughs> Milan just seems to find a way to win. And, and, that, and you can't you – can't overestimate that ability either. I no. mean, there's something to be said for it. And, that, you know, that's never happened at Milan. Milan's always been the six, seven, eight wins. We get to the – we hope to get to the the first round of the district, and then it's over. I mean, they haven't made the region tournament before this year since 2005. So, I mean, they've lost in the first round of the district every year. So they've played way deeper into the basketball season than – than their baseball coaches used to then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a key there. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because when you think about that, and now I'm sure some of these players were part of the state, champ the state finals football team from a couple of years ago. I guess it was last year. Last year. Um, but still, try, you know, this is a big moment. You're playing for a gold ball tomorrow and that can sometimes get to you I, I agree this is a big moment not you know they have like I said they haven't even been in the region tournament so the, the moment has been big for them every every game but here and, and here's the backside of that this is the first time that they played past the district tournament in 17 years these guys are playing with house money 
Yeah, there's that. I mean, the fact is that there's no reason for them to come out here tight tomorrow. Their parents didn't even play in the state tournament. Their last state tournament appearance was 68. Yeah. So yeah. these kids' grandparents would have had to play in the tournament. Not their. I mean, that's so exactly. You've got nothing to lose. Go out and play your game and. See what, See what happens. And I, I think that's what they've done. I think that's both games. They've came out loose, and they play defense. And, you know, what do they have to lose? They, they're not expected to be here. Nobody's Nobody. <laughs> they're, they're heroes whenever they go back to Milan. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's they, – they, Jason James, I, you know, I think he could be at Milan the rest of his life. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he, can, he can name when he wants to leave. I mean, Milan's going to keep him as long as he wants to stay. Is, I, he's he's a great coach and a great guy to be around. I, I've I've really enjoyed being around him this year and just talking to him after games. And we've talked about being in the moment. And you know, he he wants his guys to just be in the moment, enjoy it, take it one game at a time. I know that's cliche, but enjoy it. And, and that's what I, I feel like they've done throughout the postseason. Michael Odom, sports editor of the Mile and Mirror Exchange, with us here on Main Street Sports today as we are getting pregame starting lineups announced for the Lebanon Bearden game here that's coming up in just a second. Um, Michael, I'm not sure how heavily you'll be covering that 3A game, but Jackson Southside is a team that you've seen here over the past few years, and seeing them here is as opposed to Milan, nothing new. No, Southside playing in the state tournament's nothing new. They played for the state title last year, and many, they, they outplayed Greenville at times last year, but couldn't hit free throws, uh, and, and, and lost it late, and they had their star on the line, and he couldn't convert free throws, and, and Greenville won a state title, and I think that's something they've thought about since last March. That's They've talked about it in the interview room. It, it's been on their minds since March 20th of 2021. They want to get back here, and they wanted to get another shot at Greenville. Well, I'm going to tell you, Jalen Cole, number 12 for Southside, come on. I don't – I would take him on my team any day. Well, funny moment. He, uh, he was late to the interview room because – in his celebration, he hit his head on the door and was bleeding from his head. <laughs> so he walks into uh, the interview room with a towel on his head as he's dripping blood because he celebrated too hard. Hey, play hard, celebrate play hard. hard. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, he, I mean, he, he would not let them lose, it didn't look like today. I mean, I don't know how many points he wound up with, but... His, his value wasn't just in his offense, I don't think. No, he, he played all over. He was big on the boards uh, against the very physical uh, Fulton team. And, you know, Jalen Cole's a heck of an athlete. He was he played in that game last year and, and played a key role. Rico Shane, who was a Mr. Basketball finalist, was was key last year. Um, Cam Anderson, he, he is one of the football players. He uh, He's their leading wide receiver. He is signing with, or, uh, signed with Lane College, so he will be a dragon. He'll be a dragon. The Lane I Dragons. Like the Lane Dragons. And so uh, he, he, He's you know, playing football? Football. So he'll be playing at Rothrock. Yes. So the Rock. 
Lane Stadium. Where there are two rooms. Oh, Lane Stadium now? Lane Stadium. It's not Roth Rock anymore? No, they took the name away. Oh, <laughs> I love well, The Rock. Here at The Rock, we have two simple rules. Rule number one is obey all rules. Does anybody know what rule number two is? Refer to rule number one. Don't write on the walls. It's very hard to get writing off the walls here at The Rock. <laughs> Andy Griffith, great episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, man, Michael, um, we won't take up too much more of your time. We appreciate you always taking some time with us. Uh, and, tell, and football. People, tell, tell people where they can find Please your do. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at JSRiderMichael, and uh, – you can log on and, and see all my stories at MylanMirrorExchange.com. It is, uh, unless you're wanting to see the E-Edition, all my stories are, are free on there. Okay. Uh, E-Edition is a subscriber only, but. Um, you know, during football season, we had some struggles with that. And I, I was trying to figure out a way how we could subscribe to all these little bitty newspapers across the state just to, you know, I'm like, there's got to be a subscription way that we can do this. <laughs> like, I agree, yeah. Because I, I didn't want to pay, you know, $7 for a month of, you know, uh, of every newspaper across the state. So I'm like, I just want the one story that Michael wrote. So it's, it's great to know that we can read yours uh, when we need to. And it, it's, a, it's our, our website is, I'll say is young. We've not been digitally uh, first, um, so we're getting more digital savvy, and uh, that's one of the things they wanted when I came on, and, and we've been getting big numbers. Um, and so what I put on there is subscriber-free, and uh, like Jason Hunt getting to play yesterday for Peabody, or, you know, when Milan and South Gibson, you know, sign football coaches on the same day. <laughs> trying to outdo each other. I mean, my goodness, how, how much fun is that having to deal with that? You're like, hey, 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 guys, think about me in this process. <laughs> uh, yeah, no kidding. Like, South Gibson was, we're going to name him today. You be ready. Mylon, it was, uh, in five minutes, you could put this online. Well, great. Thanks for that warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thanks for having me. Some uh, potentially breaking news coming from the <laughs> Titans front. <laughs> what might that be? And I thought I was most Stradamus. <laughs> it's rubbing off. There you go. You, you just ain't seen your, you ain't you. You put the crystal ball in it and realized that it might it not be where you it. wasn't put it. where I left it. It yeah. might not be where you left it. Clearly. Y'all yeah. come back with us. We'll tell you what that breaking news is. And we'll talk about the Atlanta Braves because some interesting news has come out about Freddie mm. Freeman. And there's several milestones were hit yesterday in a lot of different areas so we'll get to all of that in i guess mo's grab bag on the other side of the break stick around main street sports day returns after this Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. 
Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Welcome back in to Murphy Center Live on location. It's Main Street Sports today here as Lebanon trails Bearden 6-4. Just past the midway point in the first quarter. Final segment of the week. We will be back on Monday to talk about all of the happenings from the weekend, including the NCAA tournament, the state finals, and much more. So we hope you guys will hang out with us again on Monday at 2 o'clock each and every weekday, 2 until 3.30, or on demand on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or the podcast. All of that is available at your leisure. So please take some time. Follow us on Twitter at MS underscore sports today or on Facebook at MS sports today and Instagram. Now, some semi-breaking news here. It's not official, but Mike Garafalo, I guess, I wonder if he's any kin to Mark. What's it? No, that's not. It's Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) So close, yet so far away. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, Mike Garafalo, at Mike Garafalo on Twitter, Host of Good Morning Football and NFL Network reporter says that he has sources saying that Austin Hooper, tight end formerly of the Cleveland Browns, is headed to Nashville. Come on. Which is exactly what uh, we talked to Teresa Walker about yesterday, and she said it certainly had to be an option. Uh, You would think that he would be high on the list, and apparently – he was. He was. And <laughs> seemed know, to be the, tops of the list. The, the concern for me as we talked to Teresa yesterday was, you know, J-Rob and the Titans didn't seem to be inclined to do anything early in the free agency period. And you have to be concerned that, you know, as the old folks say, study long, study wrong. I mean, um, not sure how long Austin Hooper was going to be there. One year, six million dollar deal. So, you according know, to Tom Pelissaro, who apparently this this seems to be a 
It's got some legs. Yeah, huh? this this is probably happening. So I mean, that's a that's a great get. Kudos to them for recognizing, you know, the the need to be, you know, pretty immediate with this, and and acting accordingly. So that's that's you got to feel pretty good about that in terms of the tight end room for the Titans all of a sudden. Yeah, no question. So that's big news for the Titans. Some, uh, well, I'm going to let you take this one because you have the information in front of you, but some additional information re regarding the Freddie Freeman negotiations between he, his representation, and the Atlanta Braves organization. Uh, Mo, tell us what you, what you found. Well, so apparently, you know, <laughs> scrolling through Twitter as we are wont to do, came across a Buster Olney piece and specifically some Chipper Jones comments in said piece. Um, last August, as Freeman was closing in on free agency for the first time in his career, Jones recalled pulling him aside. I told him, if you go to free agency and you get courted by all the big market teams, you're not coming back. But more than that, Jones said, he implored Freeman not to try to play the Braves. From his experience working with the front office, he warned Freeman that they would call his bluff. I told Freddie, you're playing a dangerous, dangerous game. They will move on without you because Alex Anthopoulos has a job to do. If he doesn't do that job, he puts his job in jeopardy. And there's more. Apparently on Friday, March 11th, that was last Friday, there was a report that the Dodgers were making an intense push to sign Freeman. The next day, Close, I think that's Agent Casey Close, and Anthopolis spoke, and according to four sources, Close told Anthopolis that the Braves had an hour, strike one. Yeah. That the Braves had an hour to accept one of two proposals, a six-year, $175 million deal at an average of a little more than 29 mil per year, or a five-year, $165 million deal, an average of 33 per season, Anthopolis rejected both of Excel's proposals. I bet, those, I, I bet they took about 13 they, seconds they of did, that hour. They did not take an hour, <laughs> I can tell you that. The two sides agreed on only one, only this. All offers and proposals were off the table. Both sides needed to prepare for an Atlanta squad without Freddie Freeman. And that's why this stuff about Freddie Freeman being gutted by the way this has gone down, if he's gutted at anybody, and you pointed this out in the last couple of days, if he's really gutted, Freddie Freeman will have a new agent here before the start of the season. Ain't no doubt. And if he's and if he doesn't, then he's not gutted. Then he's not gutted, and he is not upset nearly because as much it as went he exactly the way he wanted it to. Exactly. Because the agent works for you. So Beard in a ten-point lead now over eleven and sixteen-six with a minute to go in the first quarter, and it's not yeah. Mm. Has not been a great start to the to the semifinals for the Blue Devils. No, no, it hasn't. Um, all right, couple of things here. One, Alex Anthopoulos has apparently said there's a plan for Ronald Acuna Jr. to get into the lineup as a designated hitter as soon as April 21st, and could be playing every day by May 21st. That's a, that's a solid sign. Bring it. I'm here for it. I mean, he feels like he's ready now. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of making sure, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's huge news. Mike Soroka is eyeing a late July return. Uh, whatever he thinks it is, take another month. Yep. 
because <laughs> we don't want a repeat of last year. No, no. Uh, and then finally, uh, let's go. Let's go through some some milestones that were uh, hit yesterday. First off, in the high school ranks for Columbia Central, baseball coach, affectionately known as Pick. Yes. Um, Coach Pick at Coach Pick Four on at Twitter. Coach Pick Four on Twitter gets his 500th win for the Lions and a uh, pretty cool day for him as it's been a long time coming, as you it, noted. It's been a long time coming. There's an article up on the website at MainStreetMurray.com. Um, Pickle ended the 2019 season with 494 wins. That's correct. So. And then 2020 season was he was two and one. <laughs> and last season was a season that I think he would just as soon not talk about. But they finally yes. got it done in the third game of the year, third game of the week, um, defeating Coffee County seven to five last night. Scored a couple of runs in the bottom of the six and held on for that victory. So congratulations to Mark Pickle for win number 500 and the career that he's had in getting to that point. Again, story up on MainStreetMurray.com. For the Preds last night in a 5-4 loss to Philadelphia, plenty of big-time milestones in that one. Philip Forsberg ties the all-time goals mark in Nashville with 212 goals as a Predator, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and did it with a between-the-leg shot. If you have not seen the, if you've not seen the highlight, Go to, to go to at Preds NHL on Twitter and watch it because it's it's a thing of beauty. A little flair, huh? Oh, he he's he has a flair. Okay. <laughs> There's no question okay. there. I like it. Um, also, Roman Yossi with his 55th assist on the year ties a single season Preds record. That was uh, that was pretty impressive. And then Tanner Janot sets a single season record for hits, also with 212. So 212 goals, 212 hits. Those are both records for the Preds. Which is more impressive? Um, 212 hits in, in a, a season? season. And it's not even like and we're, yeah, and still we're still like not 20 done. games left. Yeah. So that mark's going to be pretty high when they get done. I, I, it's going to be pretty tough to break, you would think, once it's done. And we've talked about Tanner know all year. You know, come at him at your own peril because uh, yeah, he's not afraid of contact. He's not afraid to take you on and – and, and he'll he'll finish it or he'll start it. He, he exactly has no problem doing either or. Um, so yeah, big milestones again. Mark Pickle with his 500th win. Forsberg with the all-time goals mark. Uh, Roman Yossi 55 assists and Jano with 212 hits set records. All right, that's gonna do it for this final show of the week here from Murphy Center. Bearden 16, Lebanon 8. Bearden at the line, though, 649 to go here eight. in the second quarter. It's now 17 to 8. But if you want to hear the final, uh, if you want to hear the rest of this game, join Tommy Bryan. He's on radio somewhere. Uh, so you can listen to Tommy on Main Street uh, or find his report after the game at MainStreetPreps.com and on in the Wilson Post. Again, we'll be back 2 o'clock to react to all of the weekend's hoops and more on Monday. 
We'll probably have some more Titans news and maybe some Braves news. They did get a win today, 3-1 to one over the Twins in, in uh, spring training play, so that's exciting. Anyway. First of many. First of many. Just just, just don't lose. Just keep going. That's, uh, that's going to do it, man. So uh, we appreciate it for J.P. Plant and Chris Yao. Mo. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs>